been spoken. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Every request that we just prayed for, we've got the victory. We've got the victory in the name of Jesus. The R's coming home. Sister Tiffany, your husband's coming. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I dare somebody walk in it right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If you got a request, put some praise behind it because God just... Come on, let's worship him all across this house. Let's give him high praise. Do we got any victorious people in the house of God? The fact that you're in this building tonight, you got victory in Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's praise him the Bible way. With a voice of triumph, with a voice of victory. I'm not defeated, devil. You're defeated. Come on. I'm going up, you're going down. God's kingdom is excelling. Come on, somebody praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody shout unto the Lord. Praise, we give you praise, hallelujah. Amen, it feels good in the house of the Lord here tonight, amen. Man, if you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of Luke chapter 8. Amen. I love what I feel in this house in Jesus' wonderful name. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Luke chapter 8. Got a few more announcements. Amen. We will be uh, having Sunday school starting back up. The first Sunday of September for all of our home kids. Uh, we're not quite ready yet. We're going to see what the school district does. And once we figure out what they're doing, then we'll make our plans accordingly for our uh, bus kids and stuff like that. But uh, we definitely are looking forward to that. It's going to be a great time. And I know that all the teachers and young people are just excited about that. And so that will be the first Sunday of September. And then also we've got a special guest speaker that's going to be with us uh, next Wednesday night preaching the Word of God. Uh, Brother Phil Diaz is going to be preaching the Word of God to us. Now, I wouldn't let him announce himself, so I figured I'd hype him up, and, and it's going to be a great time, and you don't want to miss that. And uh, looking forward to the Word of the Lord. Amen. Luke chapter 8 and verse 18. Jesus says this, Take heed, therefore, how you hear. For whosoever hath, to him shall be given. And whosoever hath not, from him shall be taken even that which he seemeth to have. Take heed, or be careful how you hear. Because whoever has, more is going to be given. And whoever has not, from him shall be taken away even that which he seemeth, thinketh, appeareth to have. And I want to, I want to treat, preach, but I'm just going to do what I feel in the Holy Ghost tonight. How you hear matters. How you hear matters. Would you set down your Bibles and let's lift up our voice and let's, let's pray. We already know God's been speaking. We already know God's been moving, but would you pray for your ears here tonight?
God, open and unlock my ears that I would be able to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. And let it come. Amen. As you have sent it, Lord. And I'm going to give you the praise. And I'm going to give you the glory because there's blessings and there's favor that's coming from it. In Jesus' wonderful name, let's clap our hands unto him. Amen. Praise God. God bless you. You may be seated. Man, how you hear matters. We have been taking out the last two weeks and we have been discussing and teaching about learning how to hear from God. We have been discussing and we have been learning the fact being that God speaks. Amen. God is a verbal communicator to his people. I don't know about you, but I sure am thankful for that. Amen. I'm grateful to serve a God that is interested, that loves me, that cares enough about us, that he has not just flung the stars in the sky and then disappeared, but he is a God that is actively interested in the lives of his people, and he speaks to us. Amen. I, I get excited when I think about that. I get excited when I think about the fact that God has a voice and that God uses that voice. Amen. He used that voice to create the world and everything that you and I see and hear. But he uses that voice for something that would seem so insignificant. Like David would say, what is man that thou art mindful of him or the son of man that you would even think to visit? Communicate. Amen. Speak with me. I'm thankful for that. Let's clap our hands unto him. Praise God. God speaks. We learned about God speaking in many avenues in which he speaks. He speaks to us through creation. Amen. That even the, the invisible things can be clearly seen through the visible creation of God. and So that his eternal power and Godhead are without excuse. We learned that God will use his written word, his, amen, logos, his logic, if you will, amen, to speak to us. 66 beautiful books in which God speaks to us. God will utilize, utilize an audible voice as he did with Elijah in a cave. He will use a still, small voice. He will use a spoken word, a rhema word, a word that is spoken in a proper time, amen, at a proper season, if you will. We've learned that God will speak to us through preaching, amen. My Bible would ask the question, how shall they hear without a preacher? Amen. Ephesians chapter 4, amen, would say, and he gave, it was a gift, uh, some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers uh, for the perfecting of the saints, uh, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Uh, amen. I am a preacher, but I am still thankful for every preached word that I have ever received. Amen. If you're grateful for that, give him praise. Amen. He speaks through preaching. He speaks through others. We know that God utilizes prophetic utterances, words of wisdom, words of knowledge. Amen. He will use tongues and interpretations. He will speak, amen, to his people. 
through his people. God uses, amen, the most common individuals to bring about a great word from him. We learn that God will utilize angelic or spiritual visitation. Although we know that angels do not preach the gospel, but they will lead you to a preacher. They will lead you to a church. They will give you direction. They will give you protection. Amen. And they will make sure that you get on position. Amen. And find the destination where God is going to use you. Amen. I'm thankful for every avenue that God speaks. Amen. God utilizes visions. He will give us, amen, a, 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 an imagery of something while we are awake in our mind or something that we can see clearly with our eyes. Amen. Even the prophet would pray for his servant. Amen. He would say, Lord, open his eyes that he might see. I think that, that we often will run past a lot of these things because in the natural and in our carnal mind, we cannot comprehend them and we don't understand them. But what we really need is, God, would you unlock my spiritual vision? Would you open up my eyes? And when that man of God prayed for that individual and God opened his eyes, he saw greater are they that are for us than those that are against us. There's something about getting vision from God. God speaks through dreams. He will give us, amen, visions and dreams, warnings in the night. He will speak. It will be abstract. It needs to be interpreted. Amen. And all of these go back to the fact of how God speaks. Amen. That none of those will contradict the word of God, the spirit of God, the man of God. For John would say that all these agree in one. Amen. God will utilize any one of these avenues. We've already discussed that. And so I've taught on that. And, and when I talk tonight about how you hear mattering, I, I've already clarified that it is, in fact, a word from God that you are hearing. There's some people who hear bad pizza in the middle of the night. No, that's not from God. But if you are hearing from the Lord, I want you to know it is important how he speaks. It is important, amen, how God speaks. And, and one of the ways that we learn how to hear from God is that God will speak to us in a way that we understand. It might be different for you than it is for me. But as soon as I can understand how God is speaking to me, I can attune my ear to his frequency, and I can listen to his voice. Amen. It is important how God speaks, but it is also important how we hear what he speaks. Amen. Our paradigm matters. A paradigm, amen, is a pattern of thinking based on experiences, information, worldview, perspective, our vantage point, where we are in life or where we have been in life. And we, we take everything that comes to us, amen, and we see it through our paradigm. And, and, and it's hard, amen, to change our paradigm. But Jesus is warning us in this scripture, you've got to be careful and you've got to take heed to what your paradigm is and how you hear my voice. Amen. With an uncultivated heart, with uncultivated ears, we can easily misinterpret God speaking and it ends up affecting us. Amen. Not as God intended in a positive way, but it affects us in a negative way. 
Amen. If our paradigm is wrong, if our mindset is wrong, not that we are wrong, but the way that we view the world, the way that we view life, the way that we view what God is saying, if our paradigm is wrong, then when we hear from God, we will not hear it the way that God sent it. It will be like a game of telephone, and it will go through all these other channels, and by the time it hits our brain, and by the time it gets to our heart, there's such a disconnect between what God really wanted to say and what we heard. Amen. This is where, if we're not careful, we'll hear preaching, but we won't receive it because of how it's interpreted through our paradigm. Amen. We'll hear preaching, but we might not like the person that's preaching, and so it'll go through that paradigm. And although God wanted to speak to us, it might come through a stuttering preacher, and it might not come out the way that we wanted to hear it. Amen. It doesn't go through our paradigm the way that we thought it should, and so we miss the meat of what God is saying. And Jesus is telling us in this, he's warning his people. He's pleading with them. you got to be careful how you hear because how you hear matters. Let's lift up our hands and let's pray for just a moment. We've learned about how God speaks, but now, amen, we're going to learn about how we hear. Come on, somebody pray. I'm not going to preach long tonight. I believe that there's people that they've already attuned their ears. Amen. But I'm going to help just set some things in order. Amen. To bless some people here today. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, I feel him. Do you feel him in this house? Amen. I believe God's going to unlock ears tonight. I believe that God is going to absolutely touch. Amen. And shift paradigms. Amen. A paradigm is, is that which you hear about God. Amen. As Moses at the burning bush. Amen. He heard from God. And the Bible says he hid his face. A paradigm will mess up how you hear from God. Amen. A paradigm is, is where Eve and Adam will have sinned, and so it shifts how they view God. And God comes looking for them, not to curse them, not to hurt them. He comes, amen, to rescue, to redeem. He comes to seek and save that which was lost, amen. But when God comes looking, Adam and Eve hide themselves. I'll tell you what it is. They are viewing God through their mistakes. They're viewing God through their messed up paradigm. And what they need is God to anoint their brains. God's voice is walking. God's voice is speaking. Amen. But we've got to hear him the way that he wants to be heard. If we're not careful, our paradigm will be an abusive home, an abusive father. And then we'll come to church and hear that God is our father. And we will shy away from him and hide. Not realizing he is the prodigal's father. Who when his son comes back, he says, you're not a slave, you're a son. Oh, Hallelujah. And when you come to church, you don't come feeling condemned and beat down. You come, amen, knowing I have a heavenly father, amen, with arms open wide, with a ring of authority, with a robe to cover my mistakes, with shoes to make sure I can walk right and live right. What God wants to do in this house tonight is he wants to change the way we think about his voice. He wants to change how we hear. Oh, somebody love him in the name of Jesus. Amen. This seemingly confusing verse is found right after Jesus tells the parable of the sower and the seed. The seed, he says, is the word of God. Whether written or spoken, it came from God. And that's the defining factor right there is where it came from. There's a lot of people that they get seeds, amen, but it didn't come from God. Amen. And that's what starts changing the way they think. 
they get hurt by somebody and they let it get planted in their life and then it sprouts and there's as as Esau a root of bitterness and it starts affecting everything and how they view other people now they've been hurt once and everybody's going to hurt them it's the paradigm to a thief everybody's a thief to a liar everybody's a liar my bible would put it this way to the pure all things are pure but to the undefiled is nothing pure in other words, when, when something has been planted in your life and it didn't come from God, it came from either you being carnal or it came, amen, as the Bible would say, an enemy hath done this. There was sowing by an enemy and it was tares and it wasn't from God. It'll start to sprout up and, and it'll defile how you view other people. It'll defile how you view God. It'll defile how you view the voice of God. Amen. I want you to know that God is coming in this house to obliterate that in Jesus' name. Amen. Jesus is there. He says that this, this sower, he's got a seed. Amen. But this seed's powerful. Amen. The Bible says we were born again, not a corruptible seed, but incorruptible by the word of God. It does not matter what was planted in your life and what is sprouted in your life when you let God sow into your world. When you let the voice of God speak into your life, we know by faith that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And you can have a whole other framework. You can have a whole other paradigm that you view the world through abuse and you view the world through bitterness. But God will show up. And I want to preach about the sower for just a moment. Amen. The Bible doesn't say the sower sowed where he felt like it. The sower sowed on, only on the good ground and on the good people that had everything together. No, my Bible says the sower, he went for it to sow. Can I help somebody? You can be sitting on a chair bitter and God will be sowing. You can sit on a chair full of unforgiveness and God will be sowing. You can come from the wrong paradigm with a carnal mindset and that sower Jesus is in this building. He's speaking. He's preaching. Jesus is in this house standing at the door and knocking. What is he doing? He's sowing. He's sowing. He's sowing. Good things are going to grow. Blessings are going to come. Amen. Favor is going to come. Oh, somebody lift up your hands and let's magnify him. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, that's it. Let's pray in the name of Jesus. He's sowing right now. He's sowing. His voice is walking up and down these seats. God is sowing. That sower has got one mission, to get his word into your heart, to get his word into your mind. Amen. He's got one mission. Good things that I'm planning are going to grow. Amen. He says, I'm going to sow because that's what God does. Amen. I love the fact that God sows even if I've not been perfect. Hallelujah. I love the fact that God still sows even when I'm messed up. I love the fact that God still sows, amen, in spite of the hardness of my heart. He still sows. He still preaches. He still speaks. Amen. His love keeps going. Amen. And God will sow. But I want you to know there is always opposition to what he sows. There will always be opposition to his voice and to what he is speaking. And in Luke chapter, Luke tells us right before this, our opening text, he tells us of three enemies of the voice of God, three enemies of the word of God taking root and growing and sprouting and blessing you and I. He talked about the wayside, and this is what he says. I like the way that Luke words it. He says the seed is trodden down underfoot 
and then it is eaten by birds. I came to help somebody get deliverance on how you hear from God. Amen. Because there's some folks that God has spoken, but by the time it landed in your ears, amen, and gone through and rattled through your paradigm, it landed on the wayside, and there's been a trampling of what God has said, and there's been an old adversary called the devil who has come to steal, kill, and to destroy. He'll trot it underfoot. He will crush it if he can and if he can't crush it he'll steal it away and there's people that got precious promises from God but you got an adversary called the devil that is coming by to trample it to cause you to lose faith he's trampling it amen to cause you to give up and then if you can't give up on what has been trampled now what he'll do is he'll take away what he has tried to devalue in your life you got to be careful how you hear. you got to be careful that you don't allow it to fall by the wayside. Somebody love him. Come on, I feel Jesus in this house. Come on, there's some folks struggling with external voices and external, amen, amen. There's other people that are in your life that are trampling what God has told you. There's their spirits that are speaking, that are trying to be louder than the voice of God. Amen, he's a thief and a liar. Somebody magnify him. Jesus, we love you. Jesus, we praise you. Keep on sowing, God. Keep on speaking. Amen. Every word that gets trampled, every word that gets stolen, speak a new word, God. Keep sowing into my life. Keep sowing into my family. Somebody magnify him. Jesus' name. He says you got to be careful how you hear because what the devil would love is to come and let his voice become a, a greater voice in your life. He'd love to come by and God would be preaching about how you're forgiven and loved. And condemnation will creep up. You know what it's doing? It's trampling all over the love of God. Yeah. He'll come and say, no, that, that's not the God that you serve. What is he doing? He's trying to affect your paradigm. He's trying to shift how you hear what God says. Amen. God can say it as plain as day, I love you. And it's like, well, you love me when I'm doing good. It's called being trampled. And the devil uses, I, I want you to know the devil uses half-truths. Yeah, that's right. Amen. He uses, he doesn't always use full-blown lies. There's so many people think that they can just take what the devil says and, and just turn it around. They'll be all right. No. If you turn around some of what he says, you'll just be off in another direction. You'll go from sin to self-righteousness, and it doesn't work out that way. Amen. you got to be careful because what he'll do is he'll put enough truth in there. Amen. For you to start believing what he's saying. Amen. But all of what he's saying. Amen. A little leaven leavens a whole lump. And he might tell you that in the day you eat thereof you shall not surely die. Yes, you won't surely die in that very moment. But there will be a spiritual death. And there's truth he's not giving you. Oh, I feel him. I feel Jesus. A lie. A lie is not just based on information that is given that is false. It is a lie is also on information that is true, that is withheld. And sometimes the greatest lie of the devil is he comes by like a bird out of the air and he takes away a truth that God wanted to give you. And just the removal of truth makes the whole thing a lie. And this is what causes people that came, amen, to get their sins washed away, that came to get redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, that came to be filled 
with the Spirit, and all of a sudden he takes away a little bit of truth, and now they just became a little cleaner of a sinner, and they just became a little washed-up sinner, and they just became somebody that has almost, has a semblance of truth, but they're not fully operating in everything God has. For I feel Jesus. I came to minister in the Holy Ghost. you got to be careful how you hear. Devil's going to come and try and steal away truth. He's going to come to try to remove things. He's going to trample, devalue, and then try to remove. Oh, somebody praise God. Come on, let's pray in this house. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the voice of God. He's sowing. He's speaking. He's moving. And that old devil just trying to remove just enough of what God has said. Amen. To try. Amen. He's putting a spin on it. Oh, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus in this house. We've been learning about the voice of God. But now, God's saying, let me open your ears. Amen. Let me speak and let it go directly to your heart. Let me speak and let it plant itself directly in your mind. Oh, I feel Jesus in this house. That old lying devil, he'll take what God has said. Notice how he does it to Eve. God said, you shall eat of every tree of the garden except for one. And that old sly devil, he twisted around. He says, hath God, not, hath God said, you shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And, and sometimes the devil can take, amen, something as innocent as what God has said. And he tramples it. He devalues it. He removes And then people get bad theology. And they start viewing God through that bad theology. And they start worshiping God through that bad theology. Amen. They start making decisions based on bad theology. Amen. God is not up there in heaven saying, thou shalt not. Amen. In fact, he's doing the opposite. He, he, there are thou shalt nots in the Bible. But he also says, thou shalt love the Lord thy God. Because thou shalt not do you no good until you get the thou shalt. Amen. That if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your strength, you'll have no problem saying no to other things. You'll have no problem walking the right path. That old devil would get people caught up on all the other things and make God look mean. And, oh, I feel Jesus. I came to help somebody. How you hear matters. How you hear matters. When you hear repentance, what do you think? I'll tell you what the devil's done. Preacher gets up and preaches repentance, and people start thinking, that preacher's mean. God's mean. But my Bible says that is the goodness, the kindness of God that leads. In other words, when somebody preaches repentance, it doesn't go through the wrong paradigm that says that's mean. It actually says that is the greatest gift from God. Because repentance means I can change. Repentance means God says, I got more for you. You got to be careful how you hear, because how you hear matters. Oh, let's clap our hands and give him praise. He tells us about another enemy called the rocky places. And what happens to that seed is it plants, it sprouts up, but it withers because of a lack of moisture. In other words, there's times when God has come by and he has spoken the word. And at least this time it plants itself. And there's preaching that goes by and it plants itself and it even springs up. But because of a lack of moisture, 
how you hear matters. When God speaks a word, do you water it with faith? When God speaks a word, do you get that word, plant it, amen, let it spring up and say, God, I'm not going to let it die here. There's some people that when God speaks a word, even in their hardest times, amen, that at that moment it springs up, amen, this is what I call crisis-oriented Christians, that as long as they're going through a hard time, it'll sprout, it'll spring up, but the moment that they get past that, amen, there's no more faith to water that word, and now it begins to dehydrate, and it begins to collapse, amen, it begins to wither. I've come to help somebody that when you hear from God, when you, whether it's a dream, whether it's a vision, whether whether it's preaching, uh, whether he spoke to you, uh, you got to let it get planted, uh, but not just planted. Uh, there's some, there's some, something on your side, uh, something on my side uh, where I've got to water it, uh, and i got to make sure that it never loses moisture. Too many times we have heard God say he's going to do something in our lives, and we truly heard from God. But because we don't water it with faith, it dies, and we forget about it. And we come to church and say, God, give me a new word. But God is saying, you got to be careful how you hear. He then tells us about the thorns. The thorns come by and they choke the seed by weeds. We've got to make sure that when God speaks to us, there are no other hindrances or distractions, amen, that would take away or would choke out what we hear. I know people that have heard the voice of God, and I've even had some family members that have stood up and testified, God has spoken to me, and God has called me to do X, Y, or Z. And then they allow money to stop them from achieving what God has spoken to them. They allow a job to stop them from achieving what God has spoken to them. And, and, and some people would look back 15 years later and say, God never brought it to pass, but that's not the case. God's word had, amen, it was, it was not a seed that was dead. It was alive. It had the ability to produce everything that he promised. But there was other things that stole the nutrients of God's word. And now a new relationship steals out what God has said uh, and, and there's no removing of the weeds because the weeds, amen make the garden look more full and, and there's no removing of those things that choke out what God is saying uh, amen, you've got to be careful how you hear, uh, you've got to be careful that when you get a word from God uh, that you don't allow anything uh, amen, no person, uh, no devil uh, no external circumstance uh, amen, no external amen, thing uh, is going to hinder that word from growing Somebody pray. Let's lift up our hands and let's magnify him. I'm just about done preaching to somebody here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on, right, right, in, this, right in this atmosphere. Somebody just needs to go back in their memory and just say, God... If there's anything in my life, if there's any word from you, God, that is being choked out, God, what is there in my world? What is there in my life that is destroying what you are trying to do in my life? Oh, somebody pray. In the name of Jesus. Somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord. Oh, I feel Jesus. Hallelujah. Those seeds from God, they're good seeds. The my Bible says every word of God is pure. And they are a shield to them that put their trust in him. That that seed that God is planting, it's a good seed. 
it's a fruitful seed. But, but Jesus then warns them, you got to be careful how you hear. Because to those that are given, shall more be given. To those that have, shall more be given. But to those that have not, in other words, where is the have not? It's in those first three, three, three categories I talked about. The have nots are not that God did not bring it to you. It's not that God did not speak it to you. I've seen it more than more times than I can count. But I have heard from God, and I've said, God, I, I want I want to I want to minister this, and I really feel like it's going to bless so and so. And time and time again, I've seen it where so and so didn't show up to that building, amen, to get that word, and, and and they still struggle with the same thing. But God had their answer, and the sower was going forth to sow. And I believe that God will come back again, and that sower will keep sowing, amen. But we've got to make sure that we have the ability, and our ears are attuned, and saying, God, I. I want to make sure that when you speak, I am ready. I want to make sure that when you speak, I am open because, uh, amen, those that receive the word, uh, those that cultivate the word, those that take care of the word, uh, Jesus said they're like the good ground, uh, and it produced uh, because of proper cultivation. Uh, amen. In other words, uh, they were no different than the other soils, uh, but they said God is speaking, uh, and I'm going to do something uh, with what God is speaking. Uh, I'm going to remove the weeds. Uh, I'm going to Remove the rocks. I'm going to make sure it's watered. I'm going to make sure I've got enough things to scare away the birds. I'm going to make sure it doesn't fall off to the side. It's just another Wednesday night, another Sunday service. But I'm going to plant it and let the roots go deep. Oh, somebody stand across the building and lift up your hands. Come on, let's pray. Come on, God is speaking. The sower is going forth to sow. He is not hindered. He's not hindered by where we are. He's going to keep throwing that word out. He's going to keep speaking that word. But we've got to cultivate that word. We've got to say, Lord, I don't just want to hear. Amen. And, and, and forget about it and let it go by the wayside. I don't just want to hear from you and just, amen, throw it in a cupboard somewhere. But I want to hear and I want it to produce a hundredfold. Jesus talks about a blessing. There is a hearer's blessing. Old Testament word or Old English word, hearken. Heralds would go out and say, hark. And they would try to get people to listen. But not just listen. Listen with intent. You, you know, you got to be, and we've got to be, intentional about living for God. We've got to come to church and say, God, you've got a word for me that you're about to sow. And I want to receive it, not as it flows through my paradigm. I want to receive it just as you gave it, because the word of God is pure. Amen. And sometimes we've got to look beyond, and we've got to see that pure word of God that's coming down. And say, God, I know, and take it. Say, no, it's not going to go by the wayside. I'm going to plant it. Jesus is saying to those that have. In other words, those that didn't allow the birds to take it, didn't allow enough trampling down on it to destroy it or devalue it. Amen. Those that, that, that watered it and those that removed all the weeds around it. He said, to those that have, shall more be given. Do you know, some people go, well, how do I hear from God? Well, he's going to speak. The sower goes forth to sow. Well, I haven't heard from God in a while. Go back to that last word he gave you. 
See, there's some people, they say, well, I want God to speak to me, but he said, I already did right there. And they say, well, I'll just let that one by the wayside because that doesn't, come on, I'm preaching real good right now. <laughs> you know, that wasn't quite what I wanted to hear. So I'll just leave that one to the side. But to those that have not, that did not take care of what he had given, he says, it'll be taken away even that which they think they have. But this is the beauty of God's word and God's speaking. That revelation and God's voice, amen, it is, it is like compound interest. All my money folk that understand it, compound interest, and it grows and it expands. Amen. It, it, it becomes exponential. Does anybody want to get exponential blessings from God? You know, you plant a seed, you plant an apple seed, you don't get back an apple. Just one apple or just one seed. You get an entire tree with bushels and bushels of apples. And inside those trees are more. You know the people that excel in God are those that are careful how they hear. They hearken with the intent to obey. My Bible says in the book of James, but whoso looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, he being not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work, this individual shall be blessed in their deed. Does anybody want to be blessed by God? I believe there's exponential compounding blessings in this house. And all it means is going back to an old word and digging it out of the wayside, digging it out of the stony place, removing all the weeds and saying, God, I'm going to make sure that I cultivate and take care of this one word. And God says, I got many, many, many more for you after that. Lift up your hands and let's pray. It matters how you hear. In the name of Jesus, somebody lift up your voice. I'm done preaching. I want to open up this altar. When you come to this altar, I want you to come with the intent to hearken to the Lord. Come with the intent that says, God, I'm going to go back through some old words. I'm going to go back through some old promises. And I'm going to grab a hold of them. And I'm going to start cultivating those old words. If you need a fresh word from God, I want to invite you down here. Because God will give it to you. And when you cultivate it, he'll give more. Oh, somebody pray in the name of Jesus. Come on, he's in this house. He's speaking. He's moving. He's touching ears right now. Come on, to obey is better than sacrifice to hearken than the fat of rams. There's something about people that listen with the intent to obey that God says, I can do more with you. There's people like that in this building. This church is built on people like that. He says, I can do more with you. I can bless you with more. I can favor you with more. In Jesus' name, let's pray.